The only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast. The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. We're going to uh, be learning Chidush Rabbeinu Chaim Halevi, Helchos Mila, the only piece in these halachas. It's in the Rambam, Perak Aleph, Halacha Yud. Now, uh, Rab Chaim's going to explore a, a very interesting issue, uh, being that Mila is one of the few mitzvahs we have, which was commanded before we got the Torah at Har Sinai. So Rab Chaim explores the question, is our chiyuv in Mila today due to the fact that we accepted the Torah at Har Sinai and included in that was the mitzvah of Mila? Or do we have actually a, re- a lingering chiyuv from the commandment which was given to Avraham Avinu? And uh, he begins with a situation which uh, does not come up involving the Mila of a slave child, but uh, he discusses the rationale for a C-section bris at some length. So that does uh, occur a lot. So Reb Chaim begins with the Rambam, who says, Kishem shemilas habonim doches ha-shabbos, kach milas ha-avodim shehem nimolim lishmona doches ha-shabbos. Imchal shmini shalohem b'shabbos. So the Rambam holds that uh, just as a child's Bris Mila, which has to be done on the eighth day. If that day is Shabbos, it can be done on Shabbos. So too, there are certain Avadim, uh, sometimes a slave has to have the Bris Mila on the eighth day of their birth. So if that eighth day is Shabbos, then it can be done on Shabbos. Uh, there are other Avadim who have the Bris Mila on the day they're bought, so that would not be Docha Shabbos. Now, says the Rambam, there is an exception to this rule that a slave who has to have the Bris Mila on the eighth day can be Docha Shabbos. Uh, the case is a woman, Shifcha, uh, who had a child, but she had not gone to the mikvah yet. So she was owned by the Jew before she had the child, but she had not gone to the mikvah. In that very specific case, even though the bris milah has to be done on the eighth day, but it is not docha Shabbos. Now, the Arayvid immediately picks up on this distinction and points out that it's problematic. He says, I don't know why the Rambam would distinguish between this case that you have to have the Mila on the eighth day, but it's not Docha Shabbos. Generally, those two things go together. If it has to be on the eighth day, it's Docha Shabbos. And if it doesn't have to be on the eighth day, it's not. But here, the Rambam is saying that it has to be on the eighth day, but it's not Docha Shabbos. So the Ravid suggests that the Rambam here is not giving us a halacha that's based on a vadai, because we know what the halacha is, but rather it's based on a suffix. The Rambam is not sure whether we hold like Rabbi Chama in the Gemara, uh, who distinguished between when the mother went to the mikvah or not. So therefore, the Rambam said we always have to be machmir. When it comes to to Chilol Shabbos, we have to be machmir and not do it on Shabbos. And when it comes to doing the Mila on the eighth day, we have to be machmir and do it on the eighth day. So that's uh, the Ravid's reading of the Rambam, that this is a din which comes out of a suffix, and it's not a din because we're vada. So uh, Reb Chaim begins his analysis of this issue by quoting the Gemaras that discuss this. And it's on Shabbos Tav Kuflamit Hey. 
The Gemara quotes Rav Asi's din, Kol she'imo temeya leida nimol lishmona. Anyone whose mother becomes tame by giving birth, he has to have his bris on the eighth day. The kol she'imo temeya leida ain nimol lishmona. If the mother does not become tame by giving birth, then it does not have to be on the eighth day. Now, the Gemara asks on this that we have a machlokas between Rav Huna and Rav Chiyabar Rav. In a case of a caesarean section, a yotze dofen, whether that mila is docha Shabbos. So the Gemara points out that the machlokas is only whether it's docha Shabbos, but everyone seems to agree that a case of a yotze dofen, a caesarean section, has to be on the eighth day. So that would go against Rav Asi because in that situation, the mother does not become tame uh, with tumas leida, and still everyone's agreeing that it has to be on the eighth day. So the Gemara says, uh, no, Talia, they depend on each other. Uh, meaning that whether the meal is on the eighth day and whether it's Docha Shabbos are the same question. If it's on the eighth day, it's automatically Docha Shabbos. And if it doesn't have to be on the eighth day, then it's not. So that's the uh, source of the Ravid's question over here. How could the Rambam then differentiate in his case between the Chiv to have Mila on the eighth day and whether it's Mechal al Shabbos when the Gemara said that they go along with each other? Now, the Ravid's answer is based on a Gemara a little bit later. The Gemara quotes a Machlokas between the Tanakh Kama and Rabbi Chama. Uh, in a case where someone bought a shivcha and then she got pregnant, she gave birth. So uh, according to the Tanakhama, no matter what, that child has to have the mila on the eighth day. Uh, Reb Chama differentiates between whether she went to the mikvah first or whether she hasn't gone to the mikvah. If she hasn't gone to the mikvah, so then Reb Chama says that you still don't need to do that mila on the eighth day, even though she gave birth in the ownership of the Jew. So that's why the Ravid says that the Rambam differentiates over here, because he's not sure. Is the halacha like the Tanakama, uh, for whom it doesn't matter whether she went to the mikvah or not? So therefore, this child of a mother who hasn't gone to the mikvah should be on the eighth day and should be Mechal al-Shabbos? Or is the halacha like Reb Chama that in this situation, because she hasn't gone to the mikvah, it's not doesn't have to be on the eighth day, so it's not Mechal al-Shabbos? So because the Rambam didn't know, he always says, L'chumrah, you don't do it on Shabbos, because of uh, Chilol Shabbos concerns, but you do try to do it on the eighth day whenever you can, because uh, we want to be machmer in that regard. So that's uh, the explanation of the Ribbon. Now, what does the Rambam hold? So uh, Reb Chaim explains that the Rambam, of course, agrees with the Ribbon in general, that whether the Mila is on the eighth day and whether it's Docha Shabbos are go along with each other. That is the principle of the Gemara, and the Rambam agrees. But the Rambam holds that the case of a shifcha who hasn't gone to the mikvah yet and gives birth, that's the one exception to this rule. And that's because of a very simple factor. Says Rab Chaim, the child that's born to this woman is not a Jew yet. It's a non-Jewish child, a slave, and uh, he's going to have to be converted. So the mila that's going on for this child is only part of the process of Gerus, which is going to be completed when he goes to the mikvah after that. So that's why it can't be Docha Shabbos. You can't uh, violate Shabbos in order to do Mila on a non-Jew. And uh, that's why this is the one exception to the rule. In general, if it has to be on the eighth day, it's Docha Shabbos. Uh, but that's all when we're dealing with a Jewish child. In this situation, where we're dealing with a non-Jewish child, so then even though it has to be on the eighth day, it is not Docha Shabbos. Now, why does it have to be on the eighth day if it's a non-Jewish child? 
So Reb Chaim explains that the halacha that you have to do a slave child on the eighth day reflects the fact that this is the slave of a Jew, so it has to be on the eighth day, and it doesn't matter whether they're Jewish or not. But the halacha of violating Shabbos has to do with whether they are a Jew. And this child is the slave of a Jew, but he's not a Jew, and therefore it has to be on the eighth day, but it's not Docha Shabbos. So uh, this explanation of the Rambam depends on three conceptual points that Reb Chaim is assuming. First is that the reason why a Jewish master has to give Mila to their slaves is because the slaves are going to become Jewish. Uh, This is uh, something that the Chazonish questions. He thinks there might be an independent chiyuv on a Jewish master to give Mila to his slaves regardless of whether they're going to be Jewish or not. Uh, but Reb Chaim assumes that it's only if they're going to be converted or if they are already Jewish. But uh, otherwise, there is no independent chiyuv to give Mila to slaves. So that's uh, assumption number one. Uh, assumption number two is that the chiyuv to do the Mila on the eighth day reflects the fact that they are slaves of a Jew, whereas Chilol Shabbos reflects their own status as Jews. So uh, that's a distinction in that regard. And uh, finally, he distinguishes, and this of course follows from uh, the second one, that the only pr- time the principle that if it has to be on the eighth day, it's Docha Shabbos, applies is the one we're dealing with a Jewish child. But a non-Jewish slave of a Jew does not have that principle. Now, Reb Chaim thinks that this is such a solid answer in explaining why the Rambam holds that this child is not Docha Shabbos that uh, he says it doesn't even fully make sense why the Ravid is disagreeing. How could the Ravid hold that you are Mechalal Shabbos to do Mila on a child who is not Jewish yet? So Reb Chaim explains that the Ravid is based on the position of the Ramban. The Ramban holds that you do not need to do the Mila first and then the Tefillah when you're converting someone. It can be done also first the Mikvah and then the Mila. The order of those two things is not important. They just need to get done. So says Reb Chaim, since the Ravid holds that you could do the Tevila before the Mila, the Ravid is asking, how can the Rambam just say as a general rule that a child born to a woman, a Shifcha, who hasn't gone to the Mikvah, uh, never is Docha Shabbos, what would happen if this child had already gone to the Mikvah? So he already had Tvila, and now the Mila is completing his whole Gerus, and through the Mila he's becoming a Jew. So in that situation, it should be Docha Shabbos. And if so, Rab Chaim explains that the Rambam's shita might be like Tosvos. Tosvos holds, unlike the Ramban, that it has to be Mila first and then Tevila. You can't reverse that order. So uh, therefore, the Rambam would agree with Tosvos. And he says in all situations, this child cannot have their Mila on Shabbos because even if they already went to the Mikvah, it's irrelevant. They're going to need to do it again. And they are a non-Jew, Bishas the Mila. So uh, according to this reading, this Machlokas, the Rambam and the Rive, whether we can make a general rule in this case that the child is never Docha Shabbos would be the same machlokas as the Ramban and Tosvos, uh, whether you're allowed to do tefillah before the Mila. And according to the Ravid, you can, so this child may be a Jew with the Mila, whereas according to the Rambam, uh, it always has to be Mila first, th- so this child is always a non-Jew during the Mila. Now, Reb Chaim suggests that uh, alternatively, you could say even if the Rambam holds like the Ramban, that uh, you're able to do the Tvila first, still he would disagree with the Ravid and hold that you cannot do this Mila on Shabbos. And the reason for that is that this baby needs a Mila 
even though he's a non-Jew, it reflects the fact that the master has an obligation to uh, do Mila on his slaves. But the slave does not have their own Chiv. So that type of Mila is not Docha Shabbos. The kind of Mila that's Docha Shabbos is when this child is obligated in Bris Mila. But in this situation where the child is not obligated, even if the child is going to become a Jew at that moment. So they did Tevila, and according to the Ramban, Tevila can be done earlier. So this Mila is now going to make them a Jew, but this is still not the type of Mila that is Docha Shabbos, because it's not dependent on the child. It's becoming a convert, and a conversion Mila is never Docha Shabbos. A convert can't schedule their Mila for Shabbos when they could do it some other time. So similarly, this child, even if they're going to be converted at this moment, cannot do the Mila on Shabbos, because only a, a regular case of Mila is Docha Shabbos, not this unusual case. So according to this explanation, the Machlokas, the Rambam, and the Ravid would be how to read the principle in the Gemara that anyone who has to have Mila on the eighth day is Docha Shabbos. According to the Ravid, it's a literal principle. So anytime you see a chiv to do it on the eighth day, you're Docha Shabbos. We don't factor in other criteria. Whereas according to the Rambam, it's only a situation where the chiv mila comes from this kid themselves, as opposed to a situation where they're being converted through this. Uh, and even though the master has an obligation, but a conversion mila, even though it has to be done on the eighth day, is not Docha Shabbos. So well, we have an interesting theoretical case over here of a convert where the mila has to be done on the eighth day. We don't find that anywhere else. And according to the Rambam, that is not Docha Shabbos. Now, so far, this has all been a sort of technical answer based on the specific case of a shifcha who hasn't gone to the mikvah who gives birth. Uh, but Reb Chaim points out that in the next halacha, the Rambam paskins with regard to a yotze dofen, a C-section baby, or a mishiesh loshte arlos, a baby who has a, a double layer of foreskin, that it has to be on the eighth day, but it's not docha Shabbos. So uh, this is going to have the rivid same question. The Gemara said that if it has to be on the eighth day, it's docha Shabbos. And here the Rambam just listed two other cases where it, it has to be on the eighth day, but it's not docha Shabbos. And uh, obviously that's talking about a fully Jewish child. So this technical answer that dif- distinguishes between the case of a non-Jewish child who's a slave and a Jewish child is not going to answer that. So well, we're left still with a question on the Rambam. How does the Rambam say that a C-section baby has to be on the eighth day, but it's not Docha Shabbos. And the Reb Chaim believes that that's actually what the Ravid means to ask. And the, the reason the Ravid quoted Reb Chama and that whole Machlokas is because that has to do also with the C-section. So this is the main question of the Ravid. How can the Rambam differentiate between Mila on the eighth day and being Michal Shabbos when it comes to a C-section baby? So in order to answer this uh, Rambam, Reb Chaim gives a much broader answer, a much more conceptual answer. And uh, he quotes that the Gemara we started off with from Reb Asi, who says that you only have to do Mila on the eighth day if there's Tumas Leda, the mother is Tame from this birth. Uh, otherwise, you can you don't have to do it on the eighth day. So the Gemara quotes there that Abaya questioned this. Abaya asked him, what about all of the generations before the Torah was given, from Avraham until Moshe, where they had to do Mila on the eighth day, but there was no Tumas Leda. So how can you say that Mila on the eighth day depends on whether there's Tumas Leda when you have all of the generations before the giving of the Torah who were not dependent on that. 
So the Gemara quotes that Rav Asi answered Nitna Torah v'nischad shahalacha that when the Torah was given, the whole halacha changed, and now it depends on whether there's tumas leda. Now, says Rav Chaim, what was Abaya's question on Rav Asi? So he says there's two ways to explain this. Either Abaya was saying to Rav Asi, how can you say that it's dependent on each other, whether there's Tumas Leda and whether Mila's on the eighth day, when we have empirical evidence that there were generations for whom it was not true, there was no Tumas Leda, and they were still Chayv and Mila on the eighth day. So that would imply that your whole dependency is not true. You cannot say that those two things go hand in hand. That's option number one. That's sort of the standard way to read it. Or says Rab Chaim that we could say that Abai is asking something different. He's asking that we are obligated in Mila. There's two people who are given a mitzvah of Mila, both Avraham and Moshe. So we have two separate obligations for the mitzvah of Mila. The one that was given to Avraham was given to the whole world. And according to the Shittas HaRambam, that even still applies to all the descendants of Keturah. And then the second one was given to Moshe, which was given only to the Jewish people at Harsina. But uh, both of them have to be done on the eighth day. So that would be Abaya's question. Even though, Rav Asi, you may be correct that in the Torah of Moshe, the Chiyuv of Mila on the eighth day is made dependent on the mother having Tumas Leda. But even without Tumas Leda, this child should be Chayiv to have Mila on the eighth day because of the Chiyuv that was given to Avraham, which is still there. That Chiyuv remains, so even if the Chiyuv of Moshe is not in effect because there is no Tumas Leda, there is still a prior existing Chiyuv that was given to Avraham to do Mila on the eighth day. So that is Abaya's question. And on that, Rav Asi says, no, once the Torah was given, everything changed. The whole halacha was given all over anew. And if you're not chayiv because of Moshe, then you are not chayiv on the eighth day at all. So the Machlokas Abaya and Rav Asi would be, are we still obligated in the mitzvos that were given to Avraham independent of the mitzvos that were given to Moshe or not? Now, using this idea, Reb Chaim continues and explains the whole shock of Ataria of the sugya over there. Uh, there's a glaring problem, and uh, using his explanation here, Reb Chaim resolves it. If you'll remember, we uh, discussed the question of the Gemara before. The Gemara asks on Rav Asi, who said that if the mother's not Tame, there's no Chiv Mila on the eighth day from the case of a C-section. If you have a child who uh, is born through a C-section, the mother is not Tame, and there's a machlokas between Rav Huna and Rav Chiyabar Rav, whether you're Mechalal Shabbos on that baby's Mila or not. But said the Gemara, everyone agrees that it has to be on the eighth day. So Reb Chaim asks that according to this Havamina in the Gemara, this question, there's a, a glaring problem here. If you hold that the Mila of the C-section baby has to be on the eighth day, then why should it not be Mechal al Shabbos? So far, the whole discussion has been about whether this baby would need to be on the eighth day or not at all. But assuming they're on the eighth day, we have no reason why we should think it shouldn't be on Shabbos. So how does the Gemara just introduce at this point that there's a position that the Mila has to be on the eighth day, but it cannot be done on Shabbos? So Rab Chaim says that based on the idea he introduced, now we could explain this. Because Abaya's whole position here is that even if you're not Chayiv to do Mila because of Moshe's commandment, you're still Chayiv from Avraham's commandment. But there's a basic difference. 
Moshe's commandment can be done even on Shabbos. Moshe introduced that Mila is able to be Docha Shabbos. But Avraham's commandment was given before the commandment to keep Shabbos. So the Mila of Avraham is not Docha Shabbos. The people who are generally Chayiv in the Mila of Avraham are only people who are not Chayiv to keep Shabbos. But if you are someone who has to keep Shabbos and by some unusual situation like a C-section, you're only Chayiv and Mila because of Avraham's commandment. So then now we have a situation where you'd have to do it on the eighth day because that was Avraham's commandment. But it cannot be Docha Shabbos because Avraham's Mila was not Docha Shabbos. And that's why the Gemara is able to introduce right now, it says Rav Asi holds that if the mother's not Tameh, it's not on the eighth day. Abaya holds that even if she's not Tameh, it has to be on the eighth day. Well, there seems to be a position which agrees with Abaya because he holds that you have to do the Mila of a C-section on the eighth day, but it's not Docha Shabbos. Where would that have come from? That must be because you're Chayiv in the Mila of Avraham. So that's on the eighth day, but not Docha Shabbos. And that is exactly Abaya's position that even if the mother is not Tameh, you're Chayiv in the Mila of the eighth day because of the Chayiv given to Avraham. And Rab Chaim adds that the ultimate proof, so to speak, for this whole position is B'nai Keturah. As we said, according to the Rambam, all the descendants of Keturah are still Chayiv in Mila. But that is not Docha Shabbos. You can't do a Mila of B'nai Keturah on Shabbos because it comes from the Chayiv given to Avraham. So that's exactly how we would view a C-section baby, that they're the same as B'nai Keturah. And on this, the Gemara answers that no, Habaha Talia, you cannot differentiate between the Chiyuv to do Mila on the eighth day and whether it's Docha Shabbos. And that's because, like Rav Asi said, once the Torah was given, so there's a whole new Halacha. So if the baby is Chayv on the eighth day, then it's Docha Shabbos. The only Chiyuv here is the one given to Moshe. And that's why the Gemara quotes the debate between Rabbi Chama and the Rabbanan, because they debate this exact issue if the mother is not Tameh Leda, whether the baby has to be on the eighth day. Now, it says Rav Chaim that according to this analysis, the Psaq of the Rambam, uh, we can understand it perfectly. The Rambam holds like Abaya. And according to Abaya, even if you're not Chayiv Mila because of Moshe's commandment, like a C-section baby because the mother's not Tameh, uh, but there still lingers Avraham's commandment and the, the baby is still Chayiv to do Mila on the eighth day, but that commandment would not be Docha Shabbos. So this explains the Rambam's Psaq that a C-section baby has to be on the eighth eighth day, but it's still not Docha Shabbos. And uh, the Ravid, on the other hand, reads the whole Gemara the first way. So Abaya's question was, how can you say that Tumas Leda and being on the eighth day are codependent when we have all these generations for which it was not true? But Abaya was never questioning the principle that if you have to do it on the eighth day, then you can be Docha Shabbos. So uh, according to the Ravid, that principle remains. And any case where you have to do it on the eighth day, you would have to do it on Shabbos. So this is Reb Chaim's analysis of the Machlokas, the Rambam, and the Ravid. He uh, suggests in the Rambam a very original way of looking at this, that there's mitzvahs that were given before Moshe, and those mitzvahs still remain. So there is some chiv on us from uh, the commandments given to Avraham and early, earlier figures. And even nowadays, if for some reason one of the mitzvahs of Moshe's Torah would not apply, those would kick in and we would be chayiv because of those commandments. 
Now, uh, interestingly enough, some of the ideas that Rab Chaim discusses in this piece seem to be products of the time because a number of his contemporaries were busy with the same explanations. The Dvar Avram from the last Rav of Kovna, Rav Avram Shapira, he uh, also deals with this in Chelek Aleph, Simen Chav Beis, and he also discusses the whole issue of the Gemara suggesting that you could do it on the eighth day but not on Shabbos, and he also connects that back to Abaya's notion of the pre-Matan Torah obligation to do Mila, which would not have been Docha Shabbos because there wasn't any Chi of Shabbos then. So uh, this is similar to Reb Chaim, although uh, there are some differences. Now the uh, Zecher Yitzchak from Reb Itzelapanovitcher, he uh, wrote back to the Dvar of Ram, and uh, this is in Chelik Aleph Simen Aleph and Chelik Beis Simen Mem Hey. I'm using the Or Olam edition of Chidusha Rabbeinu Chaim Alevi, which quotes all this in the back. And uh, Rabbi Tzlapanovitcher, he entertained some of the earlier ideas that Rabbi Chaim discussed in his first approach, uh, centering on that, that, that this child is not Jewish, so that would change it, and also that the obligation here is not on the child himself, but it's actually from the master, so that would change that too. So uh, those achronim discuss the same ideas as Rabbi Chaim. Now, in uh, Dibros Moshe from Rabbi Moshe, Feinstein in Baba Basra, Chelek Gimel, page Taflamid Hay, 435. So he actually says that when he was still in Europe, he came up with a similar idea, which he shared at the Brismila of his oldest son, Pesach Chaim, who unfortunately passed away just a few months later. Uh, but he said something similar to Rab Chaim then, and uh, he says that when he came to the United States, he saw Chidush Rabbi Chaim Alevi, and he found that this was in there. So he uh, discusses this idea at some length, and he raises a number of questions on Reb Chaim's analysis. Uh, first of all, he questions the notion that B'nai Keturah is a proof for the idea that there's a Chiv Mila on the eighth day, which is not Docha Shabbos. And he points out that B'nai Keturah, if you're talking about someone from Keturah doing a bris Mila on a baby from Keturah, then that certainly is Docha Shabbos, because they don't have a Chiv Shabbos. So you certainly would do that on Shabbos. And if you're talking about a Jew doing a Mila on B'nai Keturah on Shabbos, so Rab Moshe says, well, of course a Jew can't do that, because you're not chayif to do Mila on B'nai Keturah at all. So there isn't really an equivalent case where you have to do Mila on a B'nai Keturah and you also have to keep Shabbos uh, the same way that you would have that situation when it comes to a Jewish child with a C-section. So uh, Rab Moshe questions comparing those two cases. So uh, in summary, the Rab Chaim's key conceptual point that he's dealing with over here is a mitzvah like Mila, is there an obligation which remains upon us today from pre-Matan Torah when, most, when Avraham was given that mitzvah? Uh, and that could be of people nowadays to still do bris milah on the eighth day, but it would not allow for Chilol Shabbos. And he sees this as a machlokas between the Rambam and the Ravid as to how to read the Gemara in Shabbos. And in addition, Reb Chaim also explores a few other things, including whether or not the Tvila has to be done after the milah, or it can be done beforehand. It's a machlokas, the Rambam and Tosfos, and he suggests that it may be a machlokas, the Rambam and the Ravid. That's in the first approach. And that he also explores whether a child who has to have a mila, not for their own reason, but because of the master's chiyuv, whether that would function the same as a normal mila. I haven't really woken up oh, until I've had my McDonald's breakfast deal. 
And I know this is true because before breakfast, I put my phone in the refrigerator and couldn't find the keys that were already in my hand. Nothing gets the morning going like the first sip of an iced coffee. Get any size and any flavor for 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. McDonald's. I'm loving it.